0: Let's explore Pressing and ten other spiritual poems. This is Lama Jigme Gyatso. Welcome to Meditate Like a Jedi. Today's first poem, Pressing. Forever envious? Of the circumstances or possessions that we do not have, as if our noses were pressed up against the plate-glass window of other people's lives, is no way to enjoy our brief journey. Today's second poem, Harness, "...the goal of meditation is not to chase away our unpleasant emotions, such as fear, or anger, or jealousy, or contempt, but rather to harness the energy of these temporary phenomena, that they might enhance our mindfulness and insight." Before even the most virulent of emotions inevitably pass, like the morning dew on a summer's morn, or like Anakin's long hair after the duel with Obi-Wan on Mustafar. Today's third poem: Bases and Scopes. In Buddhist Tantra, The four bases of mindfulness are circumstance, body, communication, and mind. The four scopes of compassion could be self, neighbors, earthlings, and all beings of all worlds. When the two sets of four are simultaneously blended with mantra meditation, It could multiply our experience of mindfulness, passive, vulnerable, and non-conceptual. Insight, relaxing, releasing, and flowing, as well as compassion, centered, spontaneous, and uncontrived. Today is a fourth poem, Duane Berry. This sci-fi geek spent the 90s fanboying over the X-Files. When the aliens on the television show were not performing unsolicited dental work on Dwayne Barry, they seemed to busy themselves with anal probes. Chris Carter would have us believe that flying saucers are crude, by interstellar dentists with a side hustle in proctology. Today's fifth poem, Last Nerve. Is your teacher cruel or compassionate, stupid or smart, foolish or wise? Even the Dalai Lama advises that if your teacher gets on your last nerve, then go, find a better teacher. Today's sixth poem even existed. We could read the Yoga Sutras of Pantanjali, but we do not know if these were his actual words, or if he even existed. The same could be said of Buddha, Zoroastor, or Jesus. All we know are the effects that we generate when we apply our understanding of their teachings. Come, let us dispense with the rigidity and hubris Of fundamentalism that insists that all that can be known has been learned. Let us, like Mila, the great Tibetan yogi of lore, with a palm cocked behind our ear, listen to the whispers of the ethers and test their guidance in the laboratories of our bodies and our minds. Today's seventh poem, Grandma's Jowls. In the depth of my widowed, widowed grandmother's senility, she was a bit like a cross between a teenager and a child. She was like a teenager, for she always seemed to have an amorous boyfriend. One morning, mother drove sister and me to visit her mother, who we called Nanny. Sister and I were left in the car as Mother strolled into the nursing home to check on her mother. She scurried back with mincing steps, shoulders hunched and ashen-faced, as if she had seen a ghost. Mother explained what happened, and I do not know which she found more disturbing. Whether it was that she walked in on her mother and her mother's boyfriend making the beast with two backs, or that they were doing so with most of their clothes on. How did senile grandmother act as a child? When she sat with Sister and I in the car's back seat, or wherever she was, when she grew too warm, she would simply take down her pantyhose until they hugged her knees. Many decades have passed, but now as I look in the mirror, I seem to have inherited Grandma's chowls. Be it causes, conditions, components, or conceptions, independence... Is but an illusion. Today's eighth poem, Talents. Like the victim told of an Edgar Allan Poe's tale of the cask of Amontillado, who awoke to find himself chained to a cellar wall, while his assailant was laying bricks to build a second brick wall with which to sandwich him between. Likewise, when we ignore our talents, failing to nurture or indulge them, we too are burying them alive, like the fool lured by the promise of Amontillado. Listen. Can you not hear their muffled and plaintive cries begging for release. Today's ninth poem, Warm. As I sit outside for morning meditation, I am struck by the realization that the garments I selected to wear this morning are not nearly warm enough for a dainty doily such as myself. Longingly my thoughts turn to my parka. Why, at this very moment, it is isn't enjoying the heater and perhaps savoring a cup of cocoa, the lucky bastard. Today's a tenth poem, Hardwood Floor. While chatting with my neighbor through her screen door, I spied her twin infants, click and clack. Having yet to master the art of crawling, they use their arms to drag upon their bellies along the hardwood floors as if to join the conversation, reminding me of Anakin Skywalker smoldering after his duel with Obi-Wan upon Mustafar. However, click and clack were not nearly so well done. Today's eleventh and final poem, Midnight Mass. Against her better judgment, goth girl acquiesced to her mother's cajoling and attended Midnight Mass like the good Catholic she knew that she was not. Upon entering the church, goth girl rolled her eyes as she watched her mother dip her fingers in the holy water, and then cross herself. A sly smile played upon goth girl's black lips. Her fingers pierced the surface of the holy water. Lightening fast, she pulled back her hand, cradling it upon her chest as if injured, and lifting her chin, theatrically wailed, it burns! As her mortified mother dragged her by the arm out the church, Goth Girl smirked, confident she would not soon be coerced again to Mass. Let us conclude with a simple call to action. This podcast will never have any advertisements, so support us monthly on PayPal and like us on your podcast service to help others find us just as you found us as well. If meditation has felt impossible, boring, or just out of reach, you are welcome to register for the next series of live online meditation class webinars that meet once a week.